When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is a tripe supper looking ahead to the game against Swansea City this weekend. I'm Dom Shaw and I'm joined by Phil Talentire and Chris Garbett on what is his last ever tripe supper appearance. Well, actually, no, your last ever tripe supper appearance as a Gazette employee. <laughs> yeah. He'll be coming back, don't yeah. worry. Yeah, there'll be a couple of guest appearances throughout the season. Special editions. <laughs> yeah, after, after a heavy defeat when we can come and have a good moan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, you'll be there with your, with your nose up against the glass there. Yeah. I'll take the Let's deal. Are we, are we going to let the listeners know about the little mishap? Yeah, this is the second tribe we recorded this week. Um, but the first one disappeared. It's gone into the ether. Yeah, mm. uh, I inadvertently deleted it whilst watching the Mighty Red Car on, uh, on Thursday night. Yeah. Um, so if, this, if this one doesn't go very well, just to let you know that yesterday's was miles funnier, yeah. and loads yeah. more witty, the yeah. content was much better. Did you, leave your, <laughs> did, you leave, did you leave your performance on the training ground? <laughs> we were rudely interrupted by your secretary, though, halfway through. Yeah, yeah with a bunch of flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at least that's what he told us. Yeah. Anyway, Swansea uh, this weekend, and, and Tony Pulis is likely to make changes, or you, at least you would think so, because he's talked at his press conference on Friday morning about the size of his squad and the depth and the quality of his squad. Um, Phil, you were over at, at Rockcliffe. Mm. Was, was there was there a suggestion that because because the thing that strikes um, struck me midweek was when he talked about the players that we'd left out: Dale Fry, British Omlong, and more Bessage, and how we hopes the raring to go on Saturday, which made you think, well, does that mean they're coming back in? But then the win on Wednesday, well, was there any suggestion well, as to how we'll go? Well, I thought it was interesting, first of all, that the interview we gave with the club before kick-off on, on Wednesday night, where he talked about their numbers were down at Norwich, those three players, and obviously a couple of them have been on international duty, haven't they? Well, Dale as well. Um, and you kind of, you know, there was a feeling that maybe he should have managed that situation differently, and in the future they'll look at that again, and so the next time there's an international break, players who have been away, he may decide not to throw them straight in um, I think the issue pe- people have been looking for an angle around the Dale Fry thing haven't they, You know, Dale missed out he didn't have uh, the greatest game against Norwich and was subbed in that match but he's been excellent this season generally speaking, mm. You know, he's been one of the picks of the season for me and you know every player is going to have an off day and, every, you know, and he wasn't the only player who didn't you know, play at 100% at Norwich and I think Tony Pulis wanted to make it crystal clear that you know players will be left out of the team, and we shouldn't get too excited about it and too, too you know agitated about it. You know, there's a variety of reasons why you might leave somebody out. That you know the obvious reason being that you change formation and you want a different kind of fullback or a different or a wing back or you want you want somebody who plays better in a two man central defence. You know, he says you know you've got a squad, you've got players pushing to play. He also made it clear that the players who who work hard and, and keep knocking on the door will be first in the queue, you know, first in the taxi rank the next time there's a vacancy. So I think it's all the kind of stuff that most managers say now. But I think he wanted to get that out there. It feels as though they know that every time somebody misses out, it's like, well, Tony Pulis is finished with him. What now. have they done wrong? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not, you know, and I'm, I'm, we know there's bigger issues around certain mm-hmm. players, whether Brit's going to be there for the long run. Obviously, he's a player who didn't feature too much under Tony last season, certainly first off. And we know that Rudy Gusted's coming back. Um, Gusted, should I say. And, um, and so there are little, little, um, little soap operas in certain positions, isn't there? 
that, that, that we're all aware of and that we all keep one eye on. And, and, and I also am a firm believer that most managers, 95% of the managers, when push comes to shove, will favour their own signings eventually. Mm. So if he, you know, if he spent money on Savile, he spent money on McNair, um, people like that, he's going to want to play them eventually. I think there is an issue, we might touch on that you know, today, is the issue of some players, I can see not playing a lot of football. You know, where does Danny Bath come in? You know, Sam McQueen, is he going to get in the team ahead of uh, uh, George? So, loads of issues, but I think what he wanted to make crystal clear was the fact that you know, just because somebody's left out of the team, it isn't the end of the world. They're not out of my plans. They just missed a football match. I think another thing that to take into consideration what people fail to do is, um, you know, everyone's just concentrated on the Borough team, but Tony Pulis will, will look and assess the opposition. Mm. And if, if he feels there's a certain member of the squad that will deal with or cope with you know the, uh, an opposition threat or an opposition danger better then he'll, you know, he'll mix it up and change it um, you know Dale Fry I'm not, at Leeds away the way that their midfield set up um, and, and, and sort of pressed so high that it was a perfect opportunity for Fry to play because he can just nip past it and he, he breaks out. into midfield doesn't he yeah. really well and all of a sudden he's got a load of space so he's taken that into account um, I know before the Norwich game he did sort of mentioned quite heavily that Besic and Savile had been away and played two 90-minute games. So I was surprised to see them included from the start, actually. Uh, I, was, I was surprised to see Besic um, included from the start at Norwich. Mm. I think and you can tell already that he, he really thinks highly of Savile. Yeah. Um, mm. I know he said in his press conference on Friday that he said, that he said to come, I thought he was OK, mm. there was more to come. And I agree with that. Uh, mm. I, th- I think Savile was OK mm. the other night. I don't think he was... Vic had him down as man of the match, didn't he? But I thought mm. he was... He was no, I, I get that because yeah. he scored the goal and he made a vital interception at the mm. other end. But I think his all-round game was was all. I think that, I think that comment was there's a lot more to come. Yeah, from, from yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think the caveat most fans come up with, and I I have a great deal of sympathy with this viewpoint, is that when you see a player like, for example, Brit have a tough match at Norwich, and then you put in the fact that he got no little or no support, and he was quite often exposed, you know, and then he misses out the following week. People are going to rightly say, well. He might have played badly, but it was hardly his fault. You know, he didn't get any service, and he came within a whisker of getting his foot on the end of one decent cross that did come in, and he arguably won a penalty. So um, that wasn't awarded. So there's a, there are sort of little issues around people being dropped as well. You know, like again going back to Dale, Borough kept five clean sheets, didn't they, with Dale in the team? I think the thing is though, he, you know, if he's talking about. Um, not being fresh, you know, they're looking at the, the exactly. data and they're yeah. already and yeah. they're already, um, you know, showing signs of fatigue. Well, Bessie did it. Not should be he looked tired. If, yeah. if, if if it kind of hits home, I think, as to just how brutal the championship is, because mm. I mean, I'm just picking a team out the out of thin area, but Rotherham probably have, and I'm saying this without any great knowledge of Rotherham squad. I would imagine 16, 17, 18 players. Mm. So so if 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 kind of Pulis offers that insight to say mm. you know certain players are already showing the sign of fatigue what's it going to be like for, for championship uh, players in February and March yeah. when they've played, uh, yeah. when they've played you know, what 20, 30 odd games well, that, that, so I yeah. think for Borough to make full use of the squad now to, yeah. to, to make sure they're fresh to make sure they come back in and they've benefited from, from having a full week off mm. um, it can only benefit them later that, well, this you, you would hope that that's where the, the signings that we've made and the depth that we've that we've Acquired is going to come to an into, into fruition. You know, once suspensions and injuries really start taking taking hold, and you know we're we're going to have a, a an array of fresh players ready to to, to call them. It, it's going to be. An, I think that when players do miss out, and you know we don't always get a reason for that. You know, I think fans sort of take that to heart, don't they? And they think they look and they think like, oh, 
well, he doesn't like him. What you know? What? Why isn't he playing? He's my favourite player. Why isn't he playing? I think you're going to see it a lot where players are just going to have to sit, you know, take two two games out and won't play, and you're going to see, you know, Savile might play five in a row and then not play for I mean, a few games. It's not just it's tough that. I mean, it? I mean we we heard it, when it, Monk it was in charge last year, you know. Players, the players didn't like that. But that was different, wasn't it? If two, two, two things. First of all, Borough weren't consistently winning. Mm. Uh, uh, and secondly, there was no rhyme or reason. No, no, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the formation was changing by the match, mm. and so were the selections. I think most Borough players, if you put, pushed them to say, why didn't you play, for example, against Bolton? I think most players would say it was for this reason. Oh, and, and, and there's a clarity about Pulis. Yeah, He'll yeah. make it you know, absolutely clear. Yeah, and that's why. what I like about Pulis. Yeah. Everything's down. I mean, it's not just Borough. Look at Tottenham, one of the teams pushing for the title and in the Champions League. They desperately need to rest Harry Kane, but mm. can't. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you've got a situation where you've got a, a player who's markedly better than the rest around him, particularly, in the, you know, you can think of a one-man team, um, Gareth Bale in the Wales team would jump to jump, jump straight out as a player who just simply is irreplaceable. Mm. But I think, as you say, Dom, and I think you're saying the same thing as Elgarbs, Borough do have a lot of like-for-like replacements. You know, if Housen misses and you've got Besic and you've got Clayton and you've got Savile, mm. are Borough really that much weaker for, for that match? You know, can they still win with that group of players? You'd have to say, mm. on most occasions, you'd fancy them but to do Do Borough have any players then who you can't drop? Who, who you'd say Randolph? You know, who you'd say you know no you need them in, but it'd be, um, it'd be a big problem if they were to miss out. Well, I I think that the, the, the first name, one of the first names on the team sheet, I think he's, he's openly come out and said it is when when Ayala has fit, he plays, doesn't he? You know, he, he mentioned that he was rare, he was dying but to get him back. Missed him, have the no, no, but he still as soon as he was fit, he went, went bang straight back in the team, didn't he? Yeah. I think Ayala will always play on the Pulis. He says he's the best defender in the championship, didn't he? So the, the name that springs to mind for me, just because I think he offers something completely different to anyone else in the squad, is Braithwaite. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that I think this, I think that was a big, big mistake, and we we don't we don't get to hear the full story and and, and exact reasons why players do and don't play, but I think. From the outside looking in, I thought it was a big mistake not to play him at Norwich. They were there for the taking. Um, mm. I think probably, which comes to show, probably Tony Pulis might admit the same thing. Borough needed that bit of craft, and I think he's. I think you are dead right, Dom. Of the players in the first five or six, seven games, who, who creatively stood out, I think that the, having that balance between Downing and Braithwaite has been mm. critical because it keeps. For, not, for no other reason than it gives teams two people to worry about mm. um, I think Borough were far too easy to subdue at Norwich um, and the other player I think that jumps out for me is, is Darren Randolph I think he's had I, mean, I haven't seen Lonergan other than obviously uh, and he's an experienced keeper mm. but uh, for me Randolph has got to be head and shoulders just quickly the, the, on the Lonergan one it's an orthodox uh, he's the cup king <coughs> yeah but doesn't sound yeah. yeah Ayala and Braithwaite are the only two players that He's openly come out and said, we need them in the team. See, I, mean, I mean, if we had this conversation in April, we'd all be saying, the one player Borough cannot afford to be without Adama. is Adama Traore. Yeah. We'd have all said that. We'd have all, you know, but sometimes I think we'd also all agree that sometimes it can be very limiting, I think we've said it in this forum recently, that to have just one go-to player yeah, can yeah, almost yeah. cripple a team. Because yeah. A, well, a, George has been that for yeah, a few years, yeah, hasn't A, you don't believe you can cope without him. And B, if he doesn't perform and he's in the team, Nobody the team doesn't to. win. So, mm. so I think I think I think Burr are a more liberated group of players yeah. without Adama. So, but 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 that's I'm also almost contradict myself because I would have said in April the one player Burr can't afford to lose if they're to push on and win promotion would be Adama Triori. So to, for for Burr to be second in the table without him, I think it says a lot actually. 
the, the one thing that stands out for me as well is there was a couple of examples last season where you know George just didn't have any competition did he it, no. it was his spot um, and this, I think the spontaneous approach now where you're going to see changes and rotations there's, there are little patches across the pitch where George now all of a sudden thinks well if I don't perform I might lose my place and if McQueen performs I might not get back in Clayton's openly said it in, in, in a post-match uh, interview the last couple of weeks where he said we're actually petrified of getting substituted and someone coming on and changing a game because if they do so I'm not going to get back in the team so yeah. that almost breeds a, a healthy competition yeah. and a fierce competition for you know for, for, drag, for dragging well, you've already got... you, you don't want players that are nailed on guaranteed positions do you? Because... You've, already, you've, already, you've already got uh, one of Brewer's most experienced players in the, the club captain who can't get anywhere near the team at the moment Grant Ledbetter yeah. Lewis Wing who's been one of the picks of the team for me in the first five or six games is now out of the picture probably mm. a little harshly if we're being honest but mm. you know Borough winning games so you know who are we to say so that there are players that, you know McNair costs a lot of money mm. he hasn't started can't get a kick in, in, yeah, in the what, league what, what does he have to do Where, well, who thought, does he come in I know we've talked about him in the past on the pod but where, you know who does he come in I for? probably think that He's Shotton's understudy at the minute. Could be because you've got a goal-scoring midfielder in Savile. You've got you know you've got a, you've got your workhorses in uh, a, a creative workhorse in Besic, uh, a real team player in Housen. You've got play, yeah, Housen's been great, and he can go forward as well when he needs to. And then you've got the player who's made the defensive midfield position his own. Yeah, Adam Clayton has been excellent this season as well. So I, th- I, I totally agree. I think I think one or two. Big names this this season will barely feature from week to week, mm. and it, it's going to be interesting to see how the manager manages that. Because you know, say for sake of argument, it's Sam McQueen. He hasn't come from Southampton to, to sit on the Borough bench. Paddy McNair obviously will be desperate to play after you know yeah. thinking he's got a new start at Borough. But but those players could well yeah. barely feature if if Touchwood Borough don't pick up too many injuries. You know, like where you said though that like who's undroppable who's nailed on you're going to go through periods and patches of the season I mean at the minute for me like you know Clayton plays doesn't he you've, well you, he's you, got you, three you, yellows already yeah, so. So, I'd, I'd say the same for Housen yeah exactly but yeah. you're going to go through patches where they might drop a little bit of form and you know Tony Pulis has said it. he said form will dictate who plays well maybe it's the reason those two players are pretty much undroppable at the moment is because as you just said they've got people breathing down the necks and I think mm. there was far too many players in that team over the past not just last season actually for a couple of seasons even at times under I, I thought that they knew coasting yeah. no, 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 I, I wouldn't accuse yeah. him of that but there would be a danger that they could fall into that mindset because they knew they could have got, a bad game or yeah, two and you'd still just, be yeah, yeah, yeah they could have a bad game or two it was the same in the goalkeeping position at times where there's been nobody knocking on mm. the door and I don't think that's a healthy mm. situation you know no. particularly in the modern era of football where um, every game is 100% you know, there are no yeah. such there's no such thing as like oh we can we can turn up and play at seventy five percent and get a result. One thing I will say about the squad that Pulis has assembled though, um, and I think it's credit to him is the competition's there and the squad's big, but I don't see any sulkers. I don't see any. Well, I was going to say I, I was going to say anyone. that it's going to be a test of Pulis's man management yeah, skills, yeah, isn't yeah, it, to yeah. keep to mm-hmm. keep players happy. You don't you don't doesn't strike as the kind of bloke. I mean, you use the term uh, the players have a he was speaking generally but he used the term at the press conference about players having massive egos surrounding them and there is a sense of that that footballers are a little bit more fragile than they used to be but then again players in the 70s were in 13, 14 man squads yeah. so by and large particularly if you were a first team player you played mm. um, I think there is an element about managing that the difference is I think with Tony Pulis he's been there and done it you know is there, is there anybody who can knock on his door and that, that will intimidate him or frighten him or worry him? Mm. You know, he's, he's very much a, 
well, it's my way or the highway, highway kind of guy. His honesty will help. Well, yeah. In this, in yeah, this situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, he, he openly said on he, I think it was, maybe it was Paul's Bolton, that he said, he said it's, it's not an 11 game. He said, it, it's, mm. we are together as a unit. There's 20, 23 of us, and we're all going to be needed through suspensions, injuries, and dips in form. I think the, the squad will get promoted if we get promoted, not on 11. So. I think where you lose players is that we, we started leaking out, didn't it, in, in Monk's time, where players were being almost dropped to challenge how they would react to being mm. dropped. Now, footballers hate that. They absolutely hate anything that's like not clear and above board. Understand? We all would in life. Mm. You know, you know, for a manager to be trying to be clever by like saying, like, I'm, "I'm going to try and put," you know, you know, you know, with it, you should know within that squad who are the tries and who are the battlers and who are the the shirkers. You know, within a few days of walking through the door, even if you just talk to people around the club, will know. Right, watch out for him. If you can get away with something, you will. What he's brilliant. He'll yeah. give you hundred percent every yeah. week. You don't need to drop a player to get a reaction. That that for me is is, is just overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. And Pulis would never do that. I'm no, sure. I don't, yeah. You know, you, you mentioned Phil at the start, uh, Rudy Gastet, who is well on his way back. Played sixty five minutes for the under twenty threes earlier this week against West Brom. I think it was. Um, Preston next week looks on paper to be a good opportunity, you'd think, to, to bring him in. When, when he's up to speed, where, where does he slot in in terms of the, the pecking order of the top, do you think? Because well, before he got injured, he was number one last year. I think Hugel is now approaching, or if, if he's not approaching, he's already there at, at, at full tilt. Um, Martin Braithwaite and Britt Sombolonga complete the 4-3 I, I, don't, I don't see him playing much, much first team football this year, to be honest. Well, despite the fact that he was when Sambalonga was here last year we didn't have Jordan Hugel then though did we no but they had a Sambalonga mm. and Gestead was still who would average a goal but, in the game yeah, but, took over. But, but the qualities that Gestead brought was something that we didn't have at the club at that time whereas we've now got Brit's qualities and we've got the you qualities said, that Gestead brings in Jordan Hugel you said, you said that you don't think you feature given that you know that Gestead does tick boxes for the gaffers would you not even expect to see him on the bench? I thought it was telling. Because I'd certainly expect yeah, that to be yeah, used. I, I, well, I, I thought it was telling that in the pre-season friendlies, uh, there was a couple of occasions where Justed was the lead striker and Bamford was out wide. Mm. In what and, looked like the strong team. Yeah, at, in look, uh, at the time when he was playing like a fourth, whatever it was, uh, more or less a 4-5-1, wasn't it? Um, it, it I, so I think... Managers do have their favourites, and it wasn't a coincidence that Justed went straight into the team within a couple of weeks of uh, of the manager team. I get what you're saying about Jordan Hugel, and yeah. I think I, I think it's going to be intriguing to see who gets the nod. Yeah. I mean, what the the problem with the league fixtures, as you say, uh, Dom, is relentless. Forty six games. There isn't one gimme game where you can take try anything or mm. rest players. You know you. So, so it has to, I guess it has to be the cups. But I think but the other thing with Gestet is, um, in in terms of what, and I, and I get that Borough since got Hugo, like you say, but we saw at Villa last year in that second leg, Gestet wasn't even, didn't even look half fit. Shouldn't have been, but he put him on. But he was put yeah. on. I, I, th- I think that again, I think that is down to Tony Pulis craved a quality in a footballer up the top end of the pitch that, he's got that, that nobody Hugel. else could provide. So he had to do that over over other players. Whereas Except, now. He's got John Hugel, I tell you what, who does everything that Gisted can do. The Hugel versus Sombolonga one's an interesting one, here because the, 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 it's it's a straight battle, but they're very different. You, you, what you think Hugel and Sombolonga is a straight battle? Well, in terms of, I, I mean, in terms of a battle for the spot right. up front, right? You know, it is, isn't it? They're the two clear. They're, they're the two. I'm not saying it's a straight battle <clears> in <throat> terms of 
um, it's 50-50. I'm yeah. saying it's a straight battling that they're both strikers who right. are battling for that position up top. And it's, it's, but they're very yeah. different players, aren't they? Course, yeah. See, I, from the system that we've been playing with, the three central defenders, the wing-backs, the three in midfield, and then the two at the top, for me, personally, I think I view it as it's Hugels and then Braithwaite's or Brits. Oh, I see, I view it as Braithwaite, Braithwaite guaranteed. behind whoever. Hugo or Sambalonga. Hugo probably right. then Brit. I think the, the critical thing for me the is... Brit score your goals, won't it? Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, uh, looking, at, looking at it sort of a uh, slightly longer term view, I'm, I'm always a little bit wary about players who haven't had a proper pre-season, how, how they last the course. And Jordan Hugel hasn't had a decent pre-season. He got that injury, didn't he? Yeah. Rudy Gusted's had no pre-season to speak of. I know he got injured back end of July, but that's... I mean, I, c- I could imagine having a, a good two months out to probably set him right back. Braithwaite's playing World Cup football. Yeah, Braithwaite. So there are longer term issues around that, but I, I genuinely sat here now wouldn't like to say whether Justed is still top of Tony Pulis's pecking order. I mean, Hugel is a loan signing, although we expect it to be possibly made permanent. And he is talking up Hugel at every given opportunity. Yeah, I mean, he was quite downbeat about him initially, wasn't he, when the signing was first made, but he has been very complimentary more recently. I, I think... I, always, I do feel sorry for Britt because there's this, there's, this, there's this, again, this snobby around strikers who only score goals. And there's more to Britt than that. He's not, he's, he doesn't just poach. He works hard. He works, he works. Well, he yeah. and, you he know, must have bought his in what Pulis wants for him because he's still here. Yeah, he's still here. You know, and I know he costs a lot of money and beyond good money as well, but you know, his ratio's there for all to see. And, you know, Did you see that stat that went out since the beginning of 2016? Nobody scored more championship scores, goals than Britt. Goals, goal, I know it's a cliche, but goals win matches. But, you know, I mean, he's just top on strikers. The, the one striker I think scored the most championship goals in this calendar year, um, Ollie McBurney, who'll be playing up front for Swansea. When I look at him, I see a centre forward who would be ready made to play the purest player. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, 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 I've liked you. I've loved what you've done so far. Yeah. He, he, he brings something to the team that I think he, he does everything. He's Rudy Gustav, but better, basically. So he brings everything to the team. He's a focal point. He brings other players into the he game. Leaves like everything on the, on the pitch. He leaves it. He works hard. He's horrible he, player. He, he is. He's the the focal point of Borough's attack <clears throat> for me. And then I personally see it being as you know Brit or Braithwaite to play off him alongside him. You know, if, if you're going to play the system that we play, can you play Braithwaite? I'll tell you together? what. It's a really great problem to have. It is. Yeah. You, you look know, all around the championship. Most managers would the, absolutely give their left left see, arm to have that. The, sort there of isn't problem. a club in the championship with three better strikers than Brit, Hugel, and Braithwaite. And then you've got Gusted, who was wanted by several championship clubs. Ashley Fletcher, who's a six million pound striker yeah. last year. I know. He's not even part yeah. of the conversation. I know. I know. We haven't even mentioned, mentioned him. him. I know. The I thing that struck me about Hugel here is I can't believe he didn't go out. I know, you talk about Hugo there, the thing that, that struck me about him the other night was, uh, and we knew, we knew that this is what he offers, but uh, he was up against Mark Beavis and, and David Wheat, who were both. Units, aren't they? Yeah, right big stuff. They both played well, didn't they? He, he, he's so, so good at getting himself mm. between the ball and the man. Mm. And when you've got Braithwaite and Downing and the wing-backs and Housen mm. and Savile and Besic, all running. Willing to run beyond yeah, him. He, he can bring so many runners into the game. Whether, whether you remember, there was like a... a it was when McQueen came on McQueen sort of played the ball into him um, and he, he controlled it on his chest he brought it down it was on the edge of the box and he sort of he had Wheat right on his back and he held it off held it off the ball was just stood stationary on the floor and he held it off Wheat was trying he held it off and McQueen continued his run and just took the ball took and went past ball. him and yeah. I thought that is perfect hold yeah. up play that yeah I mean, that's the thing when you look at Borough and you realise 
how they must appear to the opposition and to opposition managers and fans and coaches and yeah. scouts and all that. You look and you just think, I subdue him, he's a danger. I keep him quiet, he's a danger. Mm. If you know they can score mm. goals from midfield, they can score goals from set Pot pieces. Said that to me. You know, they've, they've, they've got pretty much every box ticked. Apart from possibly the argument they haven't got sort of orthodox wide players who, who, who bomb on and whip crosses in, but they've got players who can do that job. Maybe it's not as effectively as a, as a genuine winger, winger yeah. but but you know they're, they're finding a way. Mm. And you, 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 you know they've got momentum mm. and they've got you know so Daniel Fart mentioned it again, didn't he? The two meter players. It was like the a basketball. basketballers. I loved, loved I mean, that line. I think, I think everything about Borough smacks of having a plan and knowing how to execute it. Mm. And it isn't going to work every week. It didn't work very well at Norwich. But there's no team going to go through the entire mm. championship season and not lose a game. Yeah. It just smacks to me that Pulis has get, got most of his ducks in a row. Mm. And you know they, they must frighten the life out of the opposition. Well, Potter said yesterday, he said, Middlesbrough are strong. Um, they're strong from set pieces. The big players, you know, the, the, everything that you would imagine from a ton. But he said, but, but I'm, I am not labelling them as a team that only does that. He said because the, the they've got a squad full of good footballers and they know how to play. Well, we touched on that, didn't we, in the the pod that disappeared? Um, yeah. This whole kind of winning ugly thing, which I, which I think is unfair for Borough so far, because we talked about it, didn't we? That you know, I thought they were excellent against a very good West Brom team. Played them off the park in the first half. Didn't Destroyed they? Sheffield United. Blue Sheffield United away. We're very yeah. good at Bristol in the first half. I all wasn't there. Oh, these, these are teams who are all in the top six, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, Borough have been good to watch this year. Yeah, and the, word, the, other, the other night was a bit, was a bit scrappy. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was laboured at times, wasn't it? But Bolton stuck ten men behind the ball and mm. came up for straight. And it, it's going to happen a lot, that. Pulis said that in his interview beforehand, didn't he? He said, we're, we're going to have to get used to teams coming to nullify yeah, us. That, that's yeah. the biggest compliment you can get, isn't mm-hmm. it? When Absolutely. teams are setting up to, to shut you up. Absolutely. I yeah. kind of feel with those games now, I can almost write the script. You know, When a team comes to, to, to Borough that's maybe down the other end of the table and probably doesn't fancy the, don't fancy themselves to win, you can kind of plot the game because it went like that a lot under Karanka's time. I Borough would... Labour a bit to get the first goal because, as you said, they were up against the you know, because the opposition had a game plan to frustrate and to subdue, and it was just a case of waiting for the second goal. Then, and the sooner mm. the second goal yeah. comes, the quicker they can take. You can sort of, you can breathe a well, sigh of relief. Yeah. But and a lot, a long time, a lot of times, it took a long time to get that second goal, and everyone's sort of mm. a bit nervous and a bit worried. But it's not because Burr aren't trying to score. It's you know, it's just they're probably just you know coming up against that glass ceiling every time and yeah. trying to break through it. The, the, the exciting games, like your West Broms, which I thought was an, an enthralling encounter yeah. between two teams who, who were having a go at each other, they, them games are great to watch, but the games, like you mentioned there, where teams are going to come and, 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 and sit men behind the ball and have, have two strong banks, to, even if you do get your nose in front, they're then going to have to open up and come at you a little bit. Yeah. It is vital that you get number two and number yeah. three, isn't it? Because yeah. then you just go... Well, it's game over. Yeah. The longer that goes on at one nil, and teams start to go, oh, we're going to have to push on a bit yeah. here. If we're gonna, and then from what the worries that? Like naturally, you go right. Well, I know we're only winning one nil here. We can't get a second goal. You start dropping back. I think the other thing with teams when they come up against Borough is um, that they know that they're not going to get many chances. Fark talked about this a lot, didn't mm. he? And yeah. We we have to be clinical because we're not going to get many opportunities. No. Yeah. So when we do, we need to take them. So if if chances come, Bolton had a couple, didn't they, at the start of the second half? Mm. If you miss them. You're the opposition team, and you're thinking, you know, are we going to get another yeah. chance? Yeah, you both take don't come. give many Con- opportunities. You've got to two or three chances a game, don't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. So you know, you're looking to to, to beat Borough. You've got to be really, really clinical on your on your on your finishing and, and, and your chance taking. I mean, I think the only uh, it's, 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 
the only thing that you did pick out of the the, the night's match was actually the two goals that came were both from their mistakes, really. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, a good execution. Don't get me wrong. Particularly and, and before Brits. that first goal, like, Oloburu playing very well, you did wonder yeah. where it, the goal yeah. was. It was a little bit of a flat, dare I say, a little bit of a an uninspired performance but you're going to get those it's the championship you know? yeah, yeah. through a 46 game season you might get you know 15 games like that and providing you win most of them it doesn't really matter I'd, yeah, I'd take one flat performance tonight all day long you know but that's the only only game that I've sort of looked at and thought Borough weren't at the you know obviously apart from Norwich but the only other games I think Borough have created chances freely have a Millwall well the good news is we, we haven't been disrupted with a, some rules yeah. so yeah. no 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 not today by the secretary knocking on the door with the nose <laughs> peeing up against the glass. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, predictions, Saturday, home win, um, win to nil. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's game, actually. I think it's going to be uh, intriguing. You know, Swansea uh, are trying to find that identity again out there of that you know, possession football, um, chances created. So I don't think they're quite there yet. You know, we've seen them struggle a little bit um, in a few games this season, but it's going to be interesting to see how they come and approach tomorrow's game. Are they going to come and have a pop at us, or you know, will it be another another bodies behind the behind the ball? So, um, I, I think Borough win. I think Borough. I'm going to say two nil. Another yeah, two nil. I said before this two game sequence of home matches that I think Borough need to take six points if the series about being automatic contenders. And a couple of people said, well, that's a bit greedy. But I think I do think you have to have to have to. Sh- be a be a unit at home. Be mm. a, be be a, you know that they laboured a bit against Bolton, but were well worth a win. And I think against Swansea now, they need to put in a performance and show, right, OK. Like they did against West Brom, yeah. and they, they snuck it in the end, fair enough, but it was a good performance. Mm. I think I think Borough can win, beat Swansea. Now, I've, I've no reason to suspect they won't. Mm. I, think it'll be, I don't think it'll be uh, comfortable, but I, I don't see why they can't win you know, a 1-0, a 2-1, something yeah. like that. We, we've, been, we've been fantastic at home, haven't we, really? There's, you know, there's no doubt in that. There, no goals conceded, 100% record. Mm. Um, I fully expect that to continue tomorrow too. Looking forward to Flint v McBurney. Oh, <laughs> the tallest Just chap. missing the gloves. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Well, we'd love to bring in Take That's Greatest Day for a, a, a montage BBC style, which would have been extra apt if we'd have yeah, done that today. Totally apt. You, will you be going, Gab? Take that at the Riverside? Uh, Gary Barlow in the box? Not, I don't, well, unless my missus... Uh, Puts her hand up and wants oh, some tickets. Chest, I'll, have try, I'll have to try. i them, but <laughs> no, not be my cup. Not yeah. for me. I think, mate. Hey, you had the chance to I interview s- Howard this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turned down the chance to interview Howard. I walked past his desk this morning and it, it was on Ticketmaster already. Ticketmaster. Pre registering. Howard, it's Phil from the Gazette. Why do you think Paddy McNair's going to get in this? Yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm not interested. Are you going, mate? I've seen him before, actually. Oh, I won tickets to see him at the Stadium of Light. Uh, and, right. and, and me and one of my mates went oh this was years ago and we sat there and the pet shop boys were supporting that was right. the best thing about it I'd be more interested in going to see him on Rick Astley Rick Astley never going to give you up I tell you what it was a great show when they played at the stage of my life yeah oh, first, first time I've ever been able to say that about yeah. someone show at the stage <laughs> you, you, know, you know for a fact that on the run to that it's going to be like people are going to be like tweeting him on social media like are you going to try a party <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. we'll have him on the front Gary, Gary Barlow in Central Park, Park. <laughs> yeah. 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 Martin Braithwaite on the table behind him hopefully anyway thanks Gabs best of luck and we'll see you here for the promotion party in absolutely yeah. time and then obviously yeah. for take that the other side yes Cheers, fellas. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers Phil.